Welcome to the True Wealth Investors Podcast, a show all about real estate investing to help increase your income, lifestyle, and impact. The next two episodes are focused on how to get sellers to say yes on seller finance deals. And the information is from a presentation I made recently for the Buying Without Banks group here in Dayton, Ohio. And I hope it uh, helps you. Reach out to me if you have any questions. But what about objections? If you've uh, thought about making seller financed offers, I'm sure in the back of your mind, you're thinking, oh, they're going to object to this. They're going to complain about this. They're going to ask questions about this. Why would they offer seller financing? And that naturally, sellers do have questions or objections. And they should. They're selling a house or a property. If they don't know you very well, they should have questions and concerns that you need to alleviate, right? Okay, so there's three ways we're going to handle it. Uh, these objections. Number one, we are going to address the objections before the seller states them. So we know that the seller wants, is going to want to know about their security. They're going to want to know that we're committed, right? And so we should cover those things automatically without them asking. So security, when we buy and they offer financing, they can know that we as the buyer are putting money down. That demonstrates we're committed to the deal. Uh, maybe we list repairs that we're going to make so that that property is going to be more valuable than the day they sold it. Uh, additionally, our character as the buyer, we should be able to demonstrate that we have good character and that we follow through. Our company, um, with me specifically, I like to point out that I have employees, staff, so that it's not based on, the care of this property is not based on any one person. So for you, you know, for a, Maybe you have a property manager. Maybe you have a uh, maintenance company that you use. Who else is involved with it? A uh, seller would like to know that there are multiple people involved, that it's professional, that if one person, you, the buyer, gets sick <clears throat> or goes on vacation or your phone gets dropped in uh, water, that suddenly that's not going to be an excuse for their payment to not arrive. Additionally, you're going to use a title company and documents from an attorney, and they will be listed on the insurance, right? That property is insured. And maybe the, uh, the seller really didn't have concerns with half of these. It's good to just cover all of them. In that discussion, just make sure you cover all the different ways they have security. Okay, after that, they're still going to have some questions or objections. And typically I put these into two categories. The one category is reasonable objections. If they wanna know about the process, how does the closing happen? Where's the title company? What documents are we gonna use? How do I know you're uh, committed? What's your long-term plan for your company, right? Or how long will you be in, in a real estate investor? All of those are reasonable questions. 
if I were selling a property and offering financing, I would want the buyer to be able to tell me that, right? And so reasonable objections, we need to answer and give assurance to the seller so that they know it is taken care of. We should explain where the title company is, how long it'll take to close. Uh, will the title company call them for any reason? Who will prepare the documents? What documents are we using? And what is your plan as the buyer long-term? Are you planning to stay in the area? Are you planning to use property management? How committed are you? So any objection they have in this realm, we need to answer them and assure them. However, <clears throat> if it's an unreasonable objection, then we don't need to answer it. We need to dismiss it. Unreasonable objections include outrageous interest rates. Maybe they want 12% interest. Uh, outrageous price. Maybe they want 150 from $100,000 house. Terms. If they're doing a four-year amortization, that is very high risk for you, the buyer, and for them as the seller, right? So if they want something unreasonable, if they're acting like you're um, essentially begging from them to give them finance, to give you financing, or you are asking for something because you can't get financing at a bank, then generally I would dismiss that. And whether I laughed it off or whether I said, you know, yeah, I would love to get 12% interest too, or make a joke, you know, um, about having my cake and eating it too. Well, you know, it would be nice if we all had things like that, but uh, <clears throat> something that's reasonable, that's good for both of us, that's a, a win for both of us, that um, reduces the risk for both of us, right? Reminding them that we are in this together, that we are on the same team working towards getting this problem uh, worked out for them. So I'm always pointing it back to the discussion back to opportunity. I'm presenting them with an opportunity to receive benefits that they didn't know they could get and impact. How is this sale gonna help them? What is it going to feel like once the sale is over? Um, how will it feel when they tell their friends about all the great things that came from the sale? All those benefits again. All right, and then we're gonna make the offer. So in making the offer, I'm gonna make three offers and let them choose which one works best for them. So we're gonna use a low price all cash offer. Even though I've been pushing seller financing, I'm going to still give them that low price all cash because maybe that's what really will help them the most. And if they take that low price offer, then we can either buy it with our own money, we can use a private lender or a hard money lender to close on it, or we can wholesale it to another investor if we don't wanna keep the property. Additionally, I'm gonna give them a medium price, right? A fair price with some money down and them offering financing, whatever structure that is. And then I'll also give them a high price. I'll give them a real high priced offer, low or no money down, so it doesn't cost me much of anything, and 
financing. Be, knowing that that 0% financing, every payment that I schedule with them comes off the principal. And so the high price doesn't really matter all that much. All right, and I'm gonna give them those offers and then it really is up to them what they choose or what they think is best. And whichever offer they take is gonna be good for me. Okay, here's the offer process um, that we just discussed. The first call, the meeting with the seller, making the offer and, and closing. And additionally, a lot of money is made in that follow-up. So if they don't say yes right away, you want to continue to follow up with them, whether that's calling, texting, emailing, sending them a video, whatever that is, continue that relationship so that when they are ready to say yes, they contact you. Um, if you would like this as a PDF, go ahead and email me. I have this saved as a PDF so that um, you can use it. I use it as a process board uh, with our staff. So you can email me, chat at truewealthinvestors.com and I'll send you that uh, PDF process board and uh, be happy to answer any other questions you have. All right, thanks for joining me today, gang, and uh, look forward to talking to everybody soon. Thanks for listening to the True Wealth Investors podcast. Visit us at truewealthinvestors.com to find archived episodes with show notes and links mentioned in each episode. Be sure to click the subscribe button today and leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to share how the show is helping you along your real estate investing journey.